With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You listen to Kingdom Authority with your host, Dancia J. Morris, on Kingdom Empower Incorporated. We're here to educate, motivate, and elevate your mind, body, and spirit. If you have questions or comments, or just want to talk to your host, you can call in at 646-668-2413, or listen in online at landministries.com. And now, here's your host, Dancia J. Morris. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom and Authority, the broadcast on today. Today is a blessed day to be talking about what authority we have in the name of Jesus, in the body of Christ. This is definitely a great time to take authority in your territory, and I'm excited about you and you and you and what God has planned for you during this season of your life, this era, rather. Let me correct myself, this era of your life. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Just call me Dancia. I'm super excited about tonight's broadcast. We're just going to be diving in and talking about real worshipers standing up. That's right, real worshipers standing up. So this month it's focused on worshiping and praising our God. So let's go ahead and first of all, let's dive in and just pray. And let's just talk to the Lord just for a few minutes. It'll probably be a little bit lengthier because I want to make sure that we understand that we are worshiping as of now. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. Hallowed be thy name. Your name is definitely great. You are strong and you are mighty. You are Abba, Father. You are our God, your daddy. And we thank you for being our dad, our father, who keeps us, who understands us, who knows us, who's concerned about our every move, who wants to understand how we work. You already do understand it. And we say thank you, Dad. Thank you for understanding us. Thank you for caring so much for us. Thank you, O Lord, for how you continue to watch over us. You watch over us, Father, um, when we are doing good, when we're doing bad. You watch over us. So thank you, Daddy. Thank you, O God, for holding us. Thank you for holding us in the midnight hour. You are the keeper of our soul. Huh? You are definitely the keeper of our soul. Thank you for being El Shaddai. Thank you for being the God that's more than enough. Hallelujah. Lord, 
I'm learning constantly how you are more than enough. You are more than what we think we need. You are more than than what we say is enough. You meet our needs, and yet you exceed our needs. You exceed our desires. You even can exceed what we ask for or think. Ah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being the Alpha and Omega. Thank you for being the Almighty One. Thank you for being the bread of life. Thank you for being the bridegroom. Thank you for being Christ. Thank you for being the creator. Thank you for being the deity, the divine one. Thank you, Father, for being the deliverer. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for being the last Adam. We don't need another Adam. Thank you for being Jehovah. Thank you for being Jehovah. Thank you for being Yahweh. Thank you for being Jehovah Nisi. Thank you for being a banner over us. Thank you for being Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Thank you for being our righteousness, Father. Thank you for being our righteousness. Thank you, Lord, for being our way maker, our heavy load sharer. Thank you for being the strong tower. Thank you for being the post that we can lean on. We can lean on you. Father, oh, thank you for being salvation. Thank you for being our rock. We can depend on you. Oh, we can stand on your word. Thank you for being the true and living God. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Oh, Lord, thank you for saving. Thank you for delivering. Thank you, oh, God, for being our peace, our refuge. We can run and hide in you and be safe. Hallelujah. Thank you, oh, God, for being the great I am, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Son of Mary, the Son of Man. Hallelujah. You're Jesus. Ah, thank you, oh, God, for who you are. Your name is great and it's strong and it's mighty. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. And as we enter into this time, woo, we say hallelujah to your name, God. You're so worthy, God. You're so worthy, God. Worthy. Worthy, 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 worthy. You're so worthy to be praised. Oh, you see past our fault. (laughs) You're so compassionate. Your grace extends farther than our sins. Hey, your grace extends farther than our sins. Yes, Lord, you are the good, good father, the shepherd. Hallelujah. Thank you for being Messiah. Oh, you're the great one. You're the savior of the world. Hallelujah. And we can depend on you. You're the comforter, God. When we go through so many loved ones being gone, you comfort us like no other. Hallelujah. You're the mender of our hearts. Oh, every broken heart is mended because of you when we yield it to you. We surrender to you. I surrender to you again, God. Oh, thank you for being God. Thank you for being God. You watch over us, Lord. Thank you. And I bless you, God. Now, God, as we spend time talking about worship and the private things of real worshipers, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will just touch my heart, 
and word my mouth, Lord, that it will be you. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Oh, amen. Let me tell y'all, let me tell you all right now that this is a great day. Thank you all for coming on. I appreciate you on tonight. We're just going to be really brief on tonight, probably the next 15 minutes, unless God says something different. But we want to talk about true, real worshipers, real worshipers on this evening. And we're going to go to a very familiar text, a very familiar text. Many of you know it. The Samaritan woman meets Jesus. She has an experience, John 4, 20 through 24. She has an experience with God. <laughs> Listen, um, talking about um, the private conversations and the heart of real worshipers, and this is going to be a little different than people think it's going to be um, because I can only be real. So when I thought about real, real means true and genuine, true and genuine, getting to the root. It's not fake. It ain't phony. <laughs> it's, it's the essential true person real and genuine worshipers, and it comes from the word alathenos in the Greek, alathenos, which means true. It literally means made of truth. That means whatever is um, real is made of truth, and we know there's only the truth is Jesus Christ. We can go to that script, but the truth is Jesus Christ. And so I, I want to just briefly talk about um, John 4 and this experience. I love this passage because it's me. It's me. And so God is talking, um, and it's probably you too, whoever's on the line. It's the time where we connect with God um, in a certain juncture of our life, and there's a change that happens. He brings to light some things. And we talk about worshipers, but we don't really understand sometimes the heart and the dealings of a true worshiper. And I'm, I'm saying, will the real worshipers stand up? Will they stand up? And so I'm going to challenge us tonight um, just for the next few moments. So the Bible says in John 4, 20 to 24, and let me make sure I read it in the, in the um, New King James Version. I really like the New Living Translation but I want to keep the context of it. Fathers worship in, on this mountain. This is a Samaritan woman talking to Jesus. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. He's speaking truth to Jesus, who is the truth. That's interesting, first of all. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me. He's saying, woman, believe this truth. The hour is Listen, you listen, y'all. Woman, believe me, the truth. The hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Verse 22, you worship what you do not know. Oh, my goodness. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is. He said the hour is coming, but it is already. Jesus, love that man. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship, verse 24. God is spirit. doesn't say God is a spirit. It says God is spirit, capital S. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit because he is spirit and truth. 
so this, first of all, there's so much in this, I'm not going to be able to do it in the next 15, 20 minutes, but I want to talk about some things. As a worshiper, and I, was, I believe that I was created um, to specifically be a worshiper and a leader in worship, and I've, you know, gone through so many changes in what that worship looks like. So let me first start off and say we just opened up in worship. What is worship? It's the bowing down of our souls unto God for who he is. It's a certain praise in spirit and in realness and trueness and and made with truth of who God is. And so when you hear me calling out the different names of God, that is worshiping for who he is and not for what he has done. When we connect spirit to spirit, it's about who he is. That's why verse 24 says, God is spirit. It is very difficult to worship someone you don't know. Because worshiping someone requires of your surrender. I'm going to make a word up. Surrenderness to him. Surrendering to him or her or to it, whatever. It requires for you to no longer be in and of yourself, to deny yourself in order to give complete reverence to something else. That is worship. You bow down. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about us. But it is about where your worship, where your truth is, where your um, surrenderness surrendering is surrenderness. I don't know what the word, where you surrender to. And so this woman is, is me and or a lot of worshipers. And so many worshipers don't talk about this, but David is the, the baddest worshiper I have ever read about or know. Why? Because he, he, he sinned so much. He did so much, but he had, the Bible says, God says, he has a heart after God. <laughs> Worshiping, most worshipers have really gone through a lot. So a lot of people see people up, and they only see that side. What they don't know is what they did or came from. And I believe the most genuine worshipers are those who understand it is not me, but it is God. I am really messed up, but because God is who he is in me, I can be something else when I surrender to him in reverence, worship, in reverence, giving myself to him, in in reverence, making sure that he understands I know who he is. So in the scriptures, the woman is talking to Jesus, and she's telling Jesus about something that is already him. This was so crazy about it. And Jesus, he's so he's such a gentleman. He listen to you, knowing you don't really know what you're talking about, knowing we don't really know what we're <laughs> we're talking about, knowing that we lack um, a certain level of understanding, knowing that there are things that we definitely cannot understand, knowing that there are things that we haven't come into the knowledge and revelation of. And so I want to break down, we're talking about real worshipers standing up. Real worshipers are those who get to know God. So in prayer, we, that's part of worship. We lift 
as worshipers, we miss the fact that um, praying is worshiping. How is that? Because you and you and you deny yourself in such a way to say, "I'm going to submit to this one I am praying to, that I am communicating with, and say, "This is the one who can answer my needs and hear me, even though you can't see them." It's worshiping because you surrender yourself unto something else by saying, I need you. I want you. You are this. You are that. And in prayer, Jesus outlined it. First of all, hallowed be thy name. Listen to, the, listen to this worship prayer. Thy kingdom come. Why is it worship? Because you're surrendering yourself unto thy, unto thy. (laughs) Well, who is thy? The one you're worshiping. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, surrendering your will for for that will, for his will, on earth as it is in heaven, everywhere. I not only surrender it here on earth, but it's everywhere that I surrender it. Listen, listen, people of God. And so worshipers, you know, I don't know what people think they see in a worshiper or what they know about someone who worships and leads worship, but what they don't understand is the, the, the realness behind it or, and or the fakeness behind it. I know a lot of worshipers who will get up and they have the act down. I, I need to be real because this is – let's have a conversation, but not have a conversation because I'm really just having it with myself and y'all listening. But, hey, you can hit me up on Facebook and send me and send me something and say, listen, I'm listening. I don't understand this. What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. I'm open right now. You can certainly do that. If you're online, I can probably see your um, comments come up so that we can chat about what what we're what we're talking about. Let me see if I can open up the chat so we can see. Um, so if you go on Blog Talk Radio and if you click the link if you've gone to if you've gone on to um the site for Blog Talk Radio Kingdom Empowerment, you can chat with me in just a moment. I'll load it and just throw your questions out there, throw your comments out there. Let me hear what you're talking about. That's the beauty of internet. I love it. So it's trying to launch now. So here's the thing. Um, worshiping is, is about surrender. And a lot of us have an act down, but haven't surrendered. What's surrendered? Your heart, your will, even your emotions. So we have the emotional state a lot of times but we don't have the heart, the spirit, the truth behind it, (laughs) the truth behind our worship. Because, and we said last week, worship is not just you singing a solo, singing a song. It's your, your life is the song. Your life sings the song. Your movement sings the song. Your talk sings the song. Your, your, 
It's all about how your interactions. And so what I'm learning is that we worship, we worship or can worship all day, every day in how we live because our spirit is the one that's connected. So here's another form of worship. We talked about prayer is how we treat each other. And I know people don't think about this, but we demonstrate we represent Christ, we represent Christ, represent Christ, and how we interact with one another. And I have failed many times in how I interact. My, I let my temperament of me as a person, as a person, not a spirit, listen to that, as a person, I let my temperament override my, and as a result of that, I don't treat other spirits the way the God who is spirit wants me to treat that spirit, because ultimately, it's not the person that we should interact with. What we do, our interaction should be such that we worship God by how we treat one another. That's why he says, first commandment, love God, second, love each other, okay? And so worship, that's why it's a lifestyle. David and how he worshiped, he had some issues at times, right? We're going to get back to this marriage woman. He had issues at times, but but then he learned, he learned, oh, God, my enemies are coming after me. Father, won't you do something? Won't you, won't you do something about it? Hardly ever did you see David going after his enemies. He went to God and prayed. So he really should have celebrated his enemies because his enemies drew him constantly to God, on his knees, oh, God, have mercy upon me, according to your loving kindness. <laughs> oh, blood out my nickel. You know all the stuff we heard David say. Oh, create in me a clean heart, oh, Lord. Renew the right spirit within me. Uphold me with thy spirit. Lord, don't take, your, don't, take your, don't take your spirit, because if you take your spirit away from me, I can't worship you. David understood. If I don't have your spirit, I can't connect with you the way I need to connect with you. I, my life can't sing the song. So it's not about just what comes out your mouth. It's about what comes out your spirit, your soul. And many of us have acted out worship. We get on the platform and we act it out. How do I know? I did it. Can I be transparent? I did it. I acted out worship because I understood I understood what went into worship, but no. All right, so my chat's not working so that you can communicate with me, but you can go on Facebook, um, Dancia Jones-Morris, and you can communicate with me there. God bless you. All right, so as we are, as we are matriculating through this, this time of worship and, and, and giving our souls and surrendering unto God, it is critical that we understand something about Jesus, God, he already knows, first of all, where our heart is. He already knows what we're doing, why we're doing it. And for those who do, are trying to sit and watch a worship leader, God knows already. So you don't have to sit back and criticize it. What you should do is take the word of God, pray about it, and then confront it in such a way that draws them to the Lord or draws us, or draws me to the Lord, that leads me to the Lord. It is not the place of someone. First of all, 
if you had been worshiping, if we had been worshiping, we would not even see what the worship leaders are doing. If we are, are connected spiritually, we wouldn't have anything to say about those who are up in front of us. Matter of fact, worship really shouldn't necessarily be about someone being in front of us. We have it so twisted in this day and age. It is a time where we can personally connect each and every one of us, and what that looks like we have created. But that wasn't God. The only reason why, or part of the reason why, God had a woman, Miriam, Miriam, to go out and lead is because they didn't understand what to do during the time. And so he had to treat, teach somebody how to lead them, teach them how to do. So what we should be doing, worship leaders, if you're listening, is teaching people, how, not singing to them, not even just singing to God, but train them how to do it. That's why I have to continue my conference, Hollaback Conference, which will be coming up. Um, we'll let you know when. But we have to do that because we have to train each other, and we have, to, we have to train. But first, we need to have it. And in truth, in the realness. And so this God knew, Jesus knew that this woman, and I feel like I'm skipping all over, but I have to get certain points out that the Lord is downloading in me. So going back to the text, Jesus knew that the woman didn't know, but he knew. And so she's talking about something that she believes is truthful, and it is true, but it's not the truth. Okay, hear me on this. He said, she said, um, our fathers worshiped on this mountain. I'm telling you what happened, man. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. So she learned something. But Jesus said to her, woman, believe me. He said, stop believing everything else telling you I am the way, the truth, and the light. I'm telling you the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Yeah, I know what y'all did, but this is what you're not going to do anymore. And But this is what you will do. Whenever God speaks, he'll give you what to do. He'll lead you into truth. Whenever he speaks, he already knows the situation. Whenever we go to him, he already knows the situation. He just wants us to know here what, where, what we know. He already knows what we know and what we're going to say, but he wants to hear it because it, it, it requires us. It requires us. Last night, you know, was at, uh, at a, um, a service, and when we say, say something good to God, we begin to clap. I want to treat you right now. Clapping has a couple different meanings, but the one that, that's really prevalent is clapping, it gets attention. The purpose of it is to get attention. And so when you clap, listen, when you are telling someone what to do, are you going to clap it out or are you going to speak it? If you want to show someone that you love them, they normally want to hear you say it and do, that is, and also want to know why you love them so that they understand the real connection. When we worship God, it is critical for it to come from our mouths. Why? Because 
Then God, then it, listen, this is so profound right now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When you speak it, first of all, it won't be confused or confusing because what you're, the clapping can be confusing. First of all, it's, it's really just an attention getter. But when you're talking to someone, if you clap, you clap to get their attention normally. I think about when a baby or you yell and words, there may not be the right words, but then you speak something so they can understand it. So in worship, you have to speak something, say something, and even praising God, speak something. They're almost anonymous as far as I'm concerned. You say something that he understands. And not only that does he understand it, but others. So it's not confusing. I don't know where we got off with this whole clapping is praising God. Praise means to speak well of. Speak is to verbally say something. A sound has to come out of your mouth. And so God knew, Jesus knew this with this woman, said, you worship what you do not know. He said, you know, you're doing something, but you don't really know it. What's know? It means to understand, to have an experience with, to have knowledge of, hey, to have knowledge of, to have some type of connection, the experience of it. That's knowing. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the and I can't get into that because that, that's a whole new. But the hour is coming. He says coming, but now is. I mean, Jesus, Lord. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Because what happens, we practice what we were taught, but not what we have. By taught by man, but not what learned by God. In worship, we do what we learn by men or been taught by man or told by man, but not what we learn from God. That brings me to worship in the word. Worship in the word is so, I'm telling you, worshiping in the word by reading his word teaches you who God is, not only what he did for you, but who he is to you. And when you know what he is to you and who he is to you, you can't help bow down in reverence to him. So let's talk about the bowing down in reverence to him. What what really is what what is that really? So now you need to know God, you have to confess him, believe it, speak it, you know, denying yourself and, 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 and really everything else. Does that mean you can't have a husband, a wife, you can't have children, you can't have a job? No, it doesn't mean that. It, you still understand it's about your spirit. It's about the inner man, thing that God has breathed into us. us. That's what it's about. It's not about the outward. That's why he says, go in, look on the outward, but I look at the heart. It's not where your heart is. And where your heart is, that's where God, that's what God can use. Where your heart is, that's what God uses. And you, if we 
deny, I mean, if we deny others in the sense that I know you want me to do this, but God said to do that. And you know if it lines up with his word. That's why one of the best forms of worship is reading his word and understanding it and then praying and speaking his word. That's when the enemy has a problem with you, worship leaders. Let's talk about worship leaders and denying themselves. We get caught up a lot of times with um, people putting pressure on us. And so most of us, or a lot of us, or some of us, tend to stations. So, you know, I know some of us ain't going to like me saying this. We had this conversation. Did you hear what so-and-so said? They want us to do that, or they didn't like, they didn't like how we do this or they said something about that, they wouldn't stand up about this. And see, we haven't denied others. We, we just have not, because that wouldn't be a concern. I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm talking about me. I, I, I deny, get rid of, no longer really matters. What matters is how, what I'm doing with him. And, when, and even when, you know, you, there are times when you have to, you know, you'll get things from people and people want to hear certain things. If it's not God-ordained, worship leaders, we can't do it. We can't get caught up into one single person. He has called us to the body. And so a lot of us at times will get caught up into the new sound, we'll get caught up into what you learn, and we go through this and we're like, you know, we go back and forth. I want. I really want to sing this song. This song is bomb. This song is fire lit. Everybody's singing it. But it may not be for the house that you're in. We may be doing something that is contrary, contrary to what God is saying and how to say it to worship in that place. Okay. Let's move on. So we're, we're still talking. I'm about to wrap this up now. Real worshipers, genuine, made of truth worshipers, made of truth. And if you're made of truth, that means Jesus has to live on the inside of you. I will tell you, there are some worship leaders, they don't know Jesus from the back of their hand. And living a life that is contrary to leading worship. And guess what? Pastors, we let them. Why? What we're doing is putting on our congregation a spirit of fakeness. I know somebody ain't going to like this, and praise God. I want you to not like it because I want to push you to do better. Just because they can sing or just because they can play doesn't make them a worshiper. A worshiper has to do it with their heart. Now, listen, time. And I wish sometimes, I, I got sat down one time, and he sat me down because he knew I wasn't right. I appreciate him. He's gone and, you know, gone on to be with glory and glory, and I appreciate him because I understand. And there were times I sat myself down when I didn't feel like I was doing right. But there were times when I felt the pressure of people and felt the pressure of, yeah, really people, that I continued in sin and still did it. It's wrong. I'm telling you, it's wrong. I knew I have a, had an ought 
with my brother. And I, and I hear people, you know, press through it, you know, God, blah, blah, blah. Listen, worshiping is too powerful. A too, it's such a powerful tool. We cannot, we cannot miss this because when we worship, it moves the heart of God in spirit and in truth. Otherwise, it's just falling on deaf spirits. Really, that's what it is. It's falling on, it's like, I don't even know what this is. It's like an arrow shoots up and it never hits the target. Why would we go through our services this way? Let's get some help. <laughs> let's get some help and let's do this right. Talking about real worshipers. So let me get to where the real worshipers stand up. What am I saying with that? Real worshipers need to be united praisers. Why? Because it changes up. United praisers, ultimate praisers. Why is that? Because it literally shifts and changes and alters the atoms in the atmosphere when we come together in such a way. When we come together within ourselves, and with each other. If the true worshipers stand up, unite in praise, the ultimate praisers, it defi- let me tell you, it it will change even how the service goes, and the pastor sometimes may not even be able to preach. Now we need to hear the word, but ultimately the word moves us to praise God and to worship God. It, the word is for us so that we can live the life we need to. But if real worshipers came together, what would happen, it would cause the it would cause God to come directly to the people and his word being who he is would trans would trans um transcend into the people of God, causing them to worship him. causing them to connect with him, our Father, Abba, Father, the glorified one, Elohim, (laughs) El Elyon, Adonai, yes, the glorious one, the good, good Father. That's what it would do when we stand up, when you all stand up. It will shift, I mean, literally, I almost see atoms dis- displacement, molecules changing their form as a result of our worship. And what happens with that? Then deliverance comes. Woo! Let me tell y'all something. When we worship, when we stand up, ultimate praising, ultimate praisers, united praise, it literally causes the spirit to become uncomfortable in the atmosphere, and as a result of that in our services, that's when you start seeing healing and deliverance. That's when you start seeing our babies saved. That's when you start seeing drug addicts um, uh, delivered. That's when you start seeing whoremongers on the front row changing. That's when you see pastors putting down their condoms because they're sleeping with different people and preachers and, and, and missionaries and evangelists 
getting rid of of those pills so they don't get pregnant because we're going around whoremonger. I'm talking about what I know, not what I heard, people of God. I'm not pointing fingers. Did it. You cause people not to want to live with each one another until marriage. I can only speak the Bible because I had to get convicted first. Hear me. I'm not, I'm not condemning you because there is therefore now no condemnation to the person who walking with Jesus Christ. But he will convict you. Any man being Christ, he is a new creature, and he's making me anew causing me not to talk about my, my, my enemies so much to the point I won't talk about them at times at all, causing me when I get persecuted not to deal with that in the same manner, but pray for them. Thank you for disliking me because now I can move a little higher. Thank you because I have another test I can pass now. Thank you for hating on me because now I can do this. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. You hate me now? What are you going to do when I walk through the door? What, what are they going to do when you walk through the door to where God says you should be, where he's ordained you to be? So learn when you're outside the door. Ah! Hallelujah. While you're waiting on it to be manifested, I don't know how I got that, but you're talking about real worshipers. Deny yourself to others as well. In closing, um, ultimate praisers. Let, let's let's talk about those. Ultimate praisers are those who are not so concerned with <laughs> with the blessings, but they're concerned. You know. You're not concerned with, you know, um, I think it's the blessings is what I want to say, the presence, the presence that God gives us, but you're concerned with his presence. You know, thank you, God, for giving me the gift, but I want you. Your glory doesn't supersede, um, doesn't supersede what you promised me. Y- y'all feel me? So his presence supersedes, his presence supersedes, um, the promise that that is that is that is so critical. Being about His presence—that's worship. Not getting ourselves together in the sense we know we have a fault, but we don't work on that. What? And I'm not saying we're going to be perfect. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, strive for it. Strive for it. Clean up the closet. Mm-hmm. Clean up the closet. That needs to be, you know what, get your closet cleaned out. Because that's where all the stuff that you don't want nobody to see that causes you, that hinders you, that hinders me, that hinders us from worship. And the truth be known I've had some people come to me who worship, and I've been there. I know what this is like. We know we're messed up, but we we still keep doing it. Oh, Lord, forgive me. We know we're going through and can't get out, can't get out, can't get out, we say, can't get out. But yet we continue to spill over on God's 
people. The devil is a lie. We're going to do better. We're not going to do better, but we're going to get this right. Worshiping. Let me talk about the millennial worshipers now. So these babies have grown up in the church, and they've seen us do and do and do and do. And so it's easy for them to act out the worship because they've seen it, okay? But what I've learned about the millennial worshipers, they're not trying to rhyme. If you listen to the songs, they're just flowing. They're not trying to have a hook. They're just trying to get a message across <laughs> that we had song patterns, and that's kind of dying out. When they're writing now, they're writing literally from the heart and being transparent. This, this, this level of worship has caused us to be transparent. I don't know if you know, all have seen her new song, So Will I. This song is so profound. Because it talks about God and what he created these everything to do. But if they do it, how much more? If the wind doesn't, how much more? If the sun does what God says, how much more? Then how much more should I be willing to do? If I represent God. I'm made in his image. I'm here to take dominion. I represent the most high God. How much more should we do it? Oh, goodness. I can't get it all out, so let me be done. Stand up. Let's stand up. God has already spoken. Jesus spoke to the woman. He says um, in the scripture in the end, God is spirit, and those who worship him must. He's put a demand on us, must worship him in spirit and truth. Our loins need to tell the truth that, you know, I know I used to be, I would get up and I would worship and I would worship and I, you know, I praise him. I don't know if I would worship him. I praise him. I was saying good things about God, but my spirit wasn't connected. I wasn't telling the truth at the time because I wasn't being obedient to what he said. Y'all want to know the truth about us as worshipers? Wasn't being obedient to what he said, but I was, I was going up and leading. Wasn't even... Uh, yeah, I was going up and leaving, and there were times when uh, I wasn't not necessarily doing what he said, but I would leave mad because the people didn't come on in. And then I'd go outside fussing. What? Stop it. We we can't. We we can't afford to do that any longer. We can't. And so these babies, these millennial worshipers, I've seen this stuff, and that's why the order is changing. I know some of y'all trying to chat, but the chat's not working online, and I, I apologize. And so let me just let me just check a few things. The order is changing, though. Listen, the the oh, the guards are changing. That's what I see. The guards are changing because he couldn't he couldn't trust some of my age group to um, guard guard his um, praise, to guard his, his um, worship experience, and so he had to change guards. Couldn't trust us to do it because we wouldn't get it right, thought we were right. And then pride. Oh, I don't know why Lord's leading me down here. And then pride. 
then we have this prideful thing about us. One thing I one thing I want you to understand, a great voice doesn't make you a great worshiper. It does not. Eloquent words don't even make you a great worshiper. Your looks don't make you a great worshiper. I got the looks down. I know how to I know how to spin. I know how to do um the arm movements and lift my hands. No, baby. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, I've done it. It doesn't make you a great worshiper. It doesn't make you a worshiper. What makes you a worshiper is doing it in the spirit and love of God and doing it with truth. When I say truth is, again, truth is made in truth, what that means. Real is made in truth. Realness, alethinos, it's said in the Greek, it's true meaning. It is made with of truth. It's genuine meaning God knows if you're connected to the essential, essentials of trueness. He knows. It's visible. It'll be visible. He knows what's, under, what under, what's underneath. He knows the underlining um, um, reason you do stuff. We do stuff. This has gone longer than I expected, but the Lord must have the word. And if you sent me something, I can't see anything, and I apologize, so... It just message me on Facebook at Dancia Jones Morris. Um, make sure you get the Morris in there. Or you can, those of you, some of y'all been texting me. Thank you very much. A lot of y'all been texting me. I see now. I didn't see that. I apologize. Critically important to understand that God already knows what's underlying. <laughs> I'm being so transparent right now because I want us to get this right. I want us to get it right. And just because we can dance, that is not necessarily, that's not what I'm talking about tonight. I ain't talking about because you can dance. Our Lord, we pray, we worship him. No, praise, speak well of. Worship connects with his heart, his spirit. And whatever that looks like, it looks like. Sometimes you don't even say anything. Sometimes you say everything. Sometimes you say a little bit. Sometimes you just moan. Sometimes you just lay and cry. I mean, whatever that connection is. And so I'm learning many people, um, many people are, <laughs> many people are confused. Well, what, what is it really? Listen, here's right here, in spirit and in truth. Okay, I've said that many times. And I have more, but I need to stop. I have more, but I need to stop. So I, I want you to, people to know worshipers, yeah, we know we got problems too sometimes, you know, but we're striving. We, but I'm challenging those who say that they are worshipers, stand up, unite together in praise. One praise team is not better than the next. It's just not. It's just not. He cares. He cares about that. Can we connect with God? And if you're just singing and you sound good and not connecting to God, you really shouldn't be doing that either. But thank you for trying. <laughs> thank you for trying. All right. So let's close in prayer. Let's close in worship and prayer. Father, we do thank you um, for this time. Lord, I'm just challenging. Um, I know that you're challenging us to unite as praisers and be ultimate praisers. 
where we where people learn from us as we worship. Mm, yes, God, I hear you. Well, people learn from us as we worship. I pray for those hearts, Lord, that seek to know you, and as they know you, teach them who you are. Mm-hmm. And as you teach them who you are, Lord, that they will receive who you are. If you are the peace, let them receive it. And then, God, that we will walk in it. Hmm. And then, God, we'll walk in it and experience you in that realness. And then as we experience you, don't let us keep it to ourselves. Let us be like the Samaritan woman. Come see a man. Thank you, Jesus. Teach us. Come see a man to tell somebody else, show us, Father, show us what we need to be doing in Jesus' name, how we need to do it in Jesus' name, where we need to go in Jesus' name. Teach us to worship in our closet. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, as we worship in our closet, you will clean it, and you'll teach us what to clean up. Thank you, God. Father, I had the whole lot in my closet, and you are cleaning me up. Now, God, I pray that I can even be genuine, that others will be genuine, that we will no longer live in fear of what you do so that we can worship you in spirit and truth. Let us be real. Mm. Let us be real in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for um, joining Kingdom Authority. I am telling you um, next week we're going to be be even better. Last week, loved it. Viren Chapel was with us, Elder Viren, and men in worship. I'm still getting comments about that. Um, Thank you all so much for the comments, and I really need to share that with Elder Viren. But it's important for the year, putting God first, worship. Next week will be my sister, Alisa Covington, y'all, y'all going to hear some of her songs too. I mean powerful. If you haven't gotten her CD, IDET, I-D-E-T-T, if you haven't gotten her CD, you need to get the CD because it will impact your life in such a way and take your praise and worship time into a whole different dimension. It is critical for you to, to come on. I mean critical, it is. Next week, Alisa Covington will be on with us. And we're talking about worship again. Uh, probably saying, how much more can we talk about worship? We haven't talked about worship enough. We talked about praise a whole lot, but we haven't talked about worship enough. And so we're going to continue until we get it right. Mm-hmm. Until we get it right. We get it right. All right. So that, that's it. <laughs> that's it about that. I am your host. Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, I am so excited that you all have stayed this time with me. God bless you and take authority in your territory. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 